0: Jason Swain,
1: touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by dead-end barbecue. Get to and a red flag. Swain Event SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865 255 is a telephone number to the Swain Event hotline. It is a beautiful Tuesday, June the 6th in East Tennessee, two minutes past the top of the hour, Ben McKee, go Vols 247, look what y'all did to Ben McKee, y'all got Ben McKee on all the different radio shows. Got him traveling to South Carolina, covering baseball games that go into extra innings. Ben just became a grown-up. We ain't ready for all this. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. How are you? Man, we are we're good, man. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um no one told us that there was a pig roast. In Fayetteville, the TCU throwing a pig roast. The one told us, Ben. I, I mean, I, I like pulled pork. I like ribs. I like ham hawks. I mean, I, I... The one told us, Ben.
0: Now, would you rather have the pig roast or would you rather have some hot chicken from Nashville?
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm going go with the hot chicken. Hold the hot. Just, just give me just just let me holler at my man Ron Slay and um Me and him cook his chicken wing. That's that's all I need right there. You know, you get a little older, man. You can you can you can pass up on the hotness, man. I'm, I'm too spicy. I know you don't like spicy at all, but as you get a little bit older, you don't you don't need all that spice in your life uh, unless you wanna be sitting down somewhere for a while. Um what happened to Arkansas? What happened to Vanderbilt? What, what is going on? I thought we were at least maybe see these guys in Omaha if Tennessee handles business in the Super Regional. But my goodness, TCU, you didn't have to do Arkansas like that. I
0: I was surprised. Uh, well, I was more surprised with, with Vanderbilt. I wasn't as surprised with Arkansas because they don't have great pitching depth and – Uh, This time of year, pitching depth is king, especially in a regional, if you have to make it through uh, the loser's bracket Mm -hmm. and and come back and and win a regional. Uh, And I just did not think Arkansas had the pitching depth to do that. And you saw that, by the way, uh, that TCU was able to put up some runs on Arkansas uh, these last couple of days. Vanderbilt was a little more surprising. I I always kind of thought this year that they were – Uh, a good team, not a great team, which not a bad thing, but just by Vanderbilt baseball standards did not think that they were what they've been in, in, years past, especially some of those, some of those teams that played for a national championship and won a national championship. So, uh, but still a little surprising that they can't beat Xavier. Uh, I believe it was Oregon that they lost to as well. Uh, Didn't get to watch a ton of what was going on in, 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 nashville because i was in clemson obviously but definitely surprised that vanderbilt couldn't make it out of its own regional that it was hosting and and there was real there wasn't really a juggernaut that they were hosting either so it, it that one was more surprising than, than the arkansas one just because arkansas has been so banged up on the pitching staff side of things that you could kind of see that coming a mile away
1: auburn vanderbilt arkansas don't make it out of their own bracket. Did I, did I miss anybody?
0: A and M got eliminated last night. That must
1: have been late, cause whew.
0: it 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 was. They they were played out in Stanford.
1: Dang man, you hate to see it. Anyways, um, <laughs> not a surprise, and that is the decommitment of four star wide receiver J J Harrell from uh, Mississippi. He's been been kind of acting funny for a while, honestly. So no surprise, no reason fans to to let him know how you feel. He don't care. And you shouldn't even waste your energy and your time trying to tell a recruit what they should be doing with their future and career anyways. So we will continue this PSA here in the Swain event. Don't tweet the recruits. Don't do it. So With him being less than 30 miles away from Oxford when he committed to Tennessee, we knew Lane Kiffin was going to put the full-court press on, especially the offense that he runs, and they just put a receiver in the league. That was going to be a hard one to keep anyways. But Tennessee really shouldn't be all that bothered. We
0: we good. we, we, We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And Tennessee's gonna be fine at receiver. I mean JJ Harrell is very talented. You want him to be a ball, but that that was always gonna be a hard, hard hard one to pull off, uh, because he, he is in the state of Mississippi and he is so talented. We had a very lengthy conversation uh about how Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin would would do just about anything possible to keep him in the state. Uh and I also think that Mississippi State uh it has really increase their efforts the last couple of months as as well so it, it was always going to be really hard to to pull J.J. Harrell from the state of Mississippi and again he's really really talented it, it would have been nice for Tennessee if he would have ended up of all but at the end of the day as unfortunate and annoying as this situation has been over the last several weeks Tennessee will be perfectly fine at wide receiver
1: yeah I'm kind of glad that is that it's that it's over um, and I know his recruitment is not over, but you know, the limbo wondering if he's going to stay committed, if he's going to decommit, at least we know. And now Tennessee is, is in on multiple five-star wide receivers. Not saying that those five-star receivers are better than JJ Harrell or will be better than JJ Harrell at the next level, because we don't know. We don't know who's going to be better. But what we do know is that Tennessee is going to continue to attract the best receiver talent in the country. They're going to recruit the best receiver talent in the country. And all you need is two or three in a class. Depending on the year, it may be a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but we we good. That's a position I'm not necessarily worried about. And I'm not really worried about any position, but my attention goes towards defensive line. And Tennessee did lose out on a defensive lineman that committed yesterday to USC, and that is uh, Mr. Fountain. That's, that one surprised me a little bit.
0: You, yes. Yesterday was a uh, uh, an unfortunate day for Tennessee on the recruiting trail. Yeah, uh, Sammy Brown committed to Clemson. Mm. Cam Fountain committed to USC, and I was I was with you on on both of those being a surprise. I, I know you didn't mention Sammy Brown, but yeah. I and I didn't really think that Sammy Brown would end up at Tennessee, but that that kind of came out of nowhere. Him committing to Clemson uh, because there there was talks of Clemson kind of being a distant or I won't say a distant third, but it it, it it seemed like Clemson had maybe fallen out of the race a little bit. They weren't out of the race, but had fallen behind in the race. And again, I I thought Tennessee had a better chance at landing him than maybe it felt like initially when you realize just how good of a football player Sammy Brown was. But I thought he was destined for Georgia um, because he is right there and literally in Georgia's backyard. And yep. so that one, for Sammy Brown to shut that one down, coming off of his official visit to Clemson this weekend, was, was surprising to, to me. More so because he's not going to Georgia rather than, than Tennessee, but still a, a surprising development. The, the other one going to USC, that one is more surprising because it, it seemed like he was, he was Tennessee bound over this last week or so. And then boom, all of a sudden, he's headed to USC. So, Tennessee has been recruiting really, really well, but yesterday was, was not the best of days. And you're going to have those days in recruiting. You, you recruit too many people, too many players to, to where you're not going to have days like that as, as frustrating as it is, you, you'll have equally great days. Uh, just because again, you, you are recruiting so many players throughout the cycle and and Tennessee's still in it for a very, very talented uh, defensive lineman. So, uh, Tennessee will be fine in the long run, I think. But an odd day of recruiting for Tennessee on Monday.
1: And it's not over. I mean, just because these guys committed doesn't mean that they sign. And, you know, Fountain, how, how great was the pitch? How how great are the perks where you're traveling across the country to go play for USC? I mean, we knew when Lincoln Riley went to USC when you add in LA and all the great and famous and powerful alum alumni there, they were able to handle some business on the NIL trail and knew they would be one of the top places in the country if they handled things right. And so definitely not surprised that USC would come in and swoosh gone, uh, get a player from SEC territory to commit to their program. Um, But It's not over. Usually when a player commits, it alarms all the other schools that this player is worthy and good enough so that they recruit them probably even more now that he has committed somewhere else. But there's a lot of really good players uh, out there who are uncommitted. But again, not surprised that USC, Clemson doing their thing. And the silver lining is, hey, man, at least they ain't going to and Georgia. Like that's that was the first thing I thought about when I saw Sammy Brown's um, announcement. I didn't like the whole "best culture in, in the country." That 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 one that one that one kind of hit me a little little funny. But he's supposed to feel that way, and if he does feel that way about Clemson, he's supposed to say it. But I look at what Hypel's doing and to be able to turn around the program in two short years to where it is right now uh your culture has got to be really 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 good but that's subjective anyways. it's not like it's you know a, a, an objective uh statement so that's his opinion and uh the young man is happy where he is and I'm again I'm glad he's at Clemson instead of Georgia cuz the dude is a freak
0: and you know he's not flipping because you cannot flip <laughs> once you commit to Clemson Dabo like has you can but it, it rarely yeah, happens. It really happens. Yeah, yeah it really Dabo happens. has those weird recruiting rules of of once you commit, you, you can't take visits elsewhere. So is that good, weird? Good, I is that weird, or, I, or, or
1: or is that the way it's supposed to be? And how it is around college football is weird.
0: Probably a mixture of both.
1: Like, I, like I remember there was a, um, there's a. I don't know if you're still doing radio in this in Knoxville or not, but he did radio in Knoxville. And I barely pay attention to what anybody else is doing. I got my own stuff going on. But I remember when um, Butch was here and there's a lot of excitement in the first year. And we came out with the Butch Please shirts. And they became so popular that we had to get a trademark on them because people were trying to steal the idea. They were so popular. We just we were forced to basically have to tell, sell a bunch of t-shirts. And I remember the first game on the, on the strip, we had a tailgate and the amount that was sold was, was unreal. I mean, it was over 10, 15 grand in merchandise. It was, it was ridiculous. 14 happens, 2014, you win a little bit. 15, you have some disappointing games. 16 happens, disappointing games. Um, and then 17 happens, and then Butch is fired. And one of our contemporaries, i know, never forget this because I always keep receipts, made it seem like that I had egg on my face because Butch was fired. And I'm like, bro, we we came up like 10, 15 grand. <laughs> like, we sold a product at the time when, when Butch was, was winning and popular and everyone's feeling good. Who, who's a loser here? Because it ain't me. <laughs> like, and I'm looking at recruiting here and everyone may look at Dabo as having some weird recruiting practices. But I look at it being going, man, maybe he has the most normal recruiting practices. <laughs> and then maybe it's everybody else that has weird recruiting practices. Because if you commit, you commit. And if you're committed to a school, why do you need to go to other schools to see if that's where you want to go? So maybe, maybe everybody else is weird and Dabo is the normal one.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I certainly think that is a fair point. Uh, Dabo, Dabo runs more of a real life situation, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the the way he operates is is how our jobs work on a day to day business. I mean, you, you're not going and visiting other radio stations <laughs> throughout the day uh, to to see to just to make sure that the one that you're at is is okay. Like that, Dabo Sweeney's recruiting tactics are are more realistic in terms of real life in the the day-to-day of a, a normal job. But in the college football world, they are certainly not normal. And yeah. I, maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something there. I hadn't thought about had it like that. Maybe hey, it is hey, maybe we were more here. of a everybody else problem than a dabble problem.
1: But for Clemson to pull Sammy Brown, like think about the past season they just had where they have a quarterback, That was supposed to be the dude. He was supposed to be the guy after the guy. Now, I'm talking about DJ Uyungle. Supposed to be the guy after Trevor Lawrence. And, like, DJ early in his career looked okay. But, like, once he got the job, he wasn't the guy. And then, Dabo fired an offensive coordinator. Like, whoa. They've had guys move up. Because they've had so much success, and then they would hire from within, and then those guys will have success. That did, that did not happen this past year. They don't win. They don't win enough games to get to college, college football playoff, but they win the ACC, um, and then they get handled. I mean, handled by Tennessee in the second half. Yes, they don't have a bunch of players leave the portal, leave for the portal, but they don't get players to come in either. And we kind of forgot about Clemson a little bit as a recruiting juggernaut. And then Clemson was like, let me remind y'all, we still here. And they pulled the best linebacker in the country. So, hey, I mean, that's that's good for college football. Don't need everybody going to Georgia and Alabama. So Tennessee is up in the club. You got LSU up in the club, recruiting highly-rated players. So this is good for college football. So, yeah, do I want Sammy Brown? Absolutely. Did you want him to be a part of this defense for the future? Absolutely, as a Tennessee fan. But at the same time, bigger picture, all right. All right. Cool. Go to Clemson rather than going to Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm okay about that. I'm okay. I am okay. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Man, they're just serving pulled pork out there in, in, in Fayetteville. Arkansas got slaughtered. Speaking of pulled pork, man, I had a pulled pork sandwich last week. Dead End Barbecue. And you know me, man. I don't normally get the pulled pork sandwich. I usually get different things. But Last week, I was like, man, I, just want, I want to keep it simple. I just want a pulled pork sandwich and chips. That's all I want. And my daughter, she got the, the Mac Attack. Oh, boy, Ben. That's one of your go-tos.
0: It is. I got the wings last time I was there, but if I hadn't, that's what I would have
1: gotten. Man, the, the Mac Attack. And dads, you'll go through this probably. Well, you probably won't because you got a boy, but like dads that have like, girls in the house when food is taken home after you pay for it and they don't eat it like they supposed to eat it you're like man we can't be wasting that food you, you took that food home you, you can't be wasting that food so like my oldest one ate half of her mac and it was sitting in the refrigerator and um, next day I came in looked at it I was like man she don't eat this other half I'm about to have to get it. <laughs> I'm about to have to get it. And uh, I yeah, didn't. Right. I, I didn't. I didn't because she came in. And she's like, you you didn't eat my other sandwich, did you? No, I didn't. So Mac Attack was what we ordered along with um, a nice classic pulled pork sandwich. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Ben McKee, Go Vols, 247. I'm Jason Swain. Tennessee baseball. woo here in a couple of hours actually one and a half hour we will know where tennessee is going to play in the super regionals will it be in knoxville will it be in hattiesburg we'll talk to ben mckee go Vols 247 all about it we'll have a conversation about it Not like he's a guest or anything the co-host 25503 we'll be right back to listen to the swain event
0: The Swain Event is brought to you by Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant, Dead End Barbecue. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com.
1: When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go dead-end barbecue dead-end barbecue has been featured on espn's taste of the town the first barbecue restaurant on the sec network cbs sports headline news tailgate show amazon primes the restaurant comeback food paradise and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in america the search is over dead-end barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland avenue right here in knoxville you can even have it delivered right to your door through chow now Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Jason Swain here. Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but make sure you do your own homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. I trust Low T Center. I've been going there for several years. It's where I go get my levels checked. Low T Center specializes in men's wellness. They check all of your levels, not just your testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms that you are having and whether you are a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and is thorough, checking everything from your PSA, which is your prostate levels, thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitor self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home. Make your health a priority and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the a.m. and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Swain Event, Swain fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Jason Swain here with you. Ben McKee, Govalls 247, was there in Clemson. and we, we saw a game on TV. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That game put a couple years on our lives or took a couple years off. But this team overcame... The same type of situation in the season versus Vanderbilt. So they were built for it. They were equipped for a situation like that and they were able to, to overcome. Ben McKee, Govalls 247. Here we go, Ben. Waiting another hour and a half. We'll get news at 10 a.m. whether or not Tennessee is, is hosting Super Regional or will Southern Miss host Super Regional. Anything that you have heard? Any reason to feel optimistic as a Tennessee fan that we'll see the Vols play here?
0: I have not. Unfortunately, for for Tennessee's sake, um, as of last night, the the feeling was was not great. I, I don't know if that was a, a true indication of of what's to come, or if if they're just expecting the worst. But uh, the, the, there was not a positive feeling as of as of last night. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And really I shouldn't say last night. I should say more late afternoon yesterday. So we'll we'll see what happens. I I, I the more I look at it, Swain, the more I think it's ridiculous that Tennessee would would not be the host. Uh and, and first and foremost, Southern Miss is more than deserving of hosting. Like both Southern Miss and Tennessee should host this weekend. But obviously it it can't work that way. Um and and somebody has to host and and somebody has to go on the road. Uh, but I I did want to get that out of the way. That Southern Miss is more than a deserving host this weekend. I just think Tennessee's resume is slightly better. Uh, and and in some areas maybe even more than slightly better. I mean the RPI is much better. The strength of schedule is much better. Yep. Uh, the performances this past weekend. Yep. Was better. Beat better team. Now,
1: what's that? They said they beat a better team. They certainly Clinton. did. Yeah,
0: They they went into the number four national seed and, and beat them. And Southern Miss was impressive this past weekend. Don't get that twisted. I mean, to come out of the loser's bracket and, and still, still advance was very, very impressive. But uh, they did not go to the number four national seed in the country who had won 17 straight games and beat them on their home field. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how we wouldn't reevaluate things as well after this past weekend. So I, I think Tennessee's on-field resume is, is better. And, uh, hello, Knoxville, greater than sign, Hattiesburg. I mean, that 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 should not be up for debate. And Hattiesburg has hosted regionals and, and super regionals there. But I'm sorry, it's not Knoxville. It's, it's just not. I've never heard anybody say they're going on vacation to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Not never ever they're going to mobile if 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 they're going that far south in the state of mississippi or the state of alabama so I, I i will be i won't be surprised i'm kind of expecting the worst as well but i'm going to need somebody to explain to me like i'm 5 years old why southern miss would host over tennessee because all of the the bullet points favor tennessee
1: Volstorm says nobody wants to go to Hattiesburg. Ben you said nobody. it. Nobody. Ben. ben, you said it. When's the last time you heard someone say, hey, we're going on a vacation to to Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Don't Don't worry, I'll wait. No. ain't nobody saying that. So Wifey and I was having a discussion, I think two weeks ago, about going to Gulf Shores. And I was like, Where what state that's in? Alabama. Hell no. Mm-mm. I don't care if if the water is clear. I don't care if it's Little Mermaid down there. I don't care if the dolphins talk to you. I don't care. I am not vacationing in the state of Alabama. I don't care. It ain't happening. Mm -mm. But it's nice. I don't care. I'm not vacationing in the state of Alabama. Simple as that. Vol fan is on one this morning on the text box less time talking about recruits. We didn't get and therefore no longer care about more time. We in the Clemson region, especially the Saturday game. Number one, it ain't over. They just committed. Uh, number two, we still care about them. <laughs> Tennessee coaches are still going to call them. still going to talk to them. Um, and it's, it's Tennessee news. It's relevant. And there's a full hour show. So it was discussed. We, we've moved on. Thanks for the advice, Devolf fan. Appreciate it. He also says, well I love well, I would love for Tennessee to host. Part of me thinks it may, may be better if we don't. Less distractions, and whichever team has to travel is going to be super pissed about it and use that as fuel. Nav fan, what, what sense does that make? You you want to play on the road? This is a Tennessee baseball team that's been great at home. The struggles. Have happened on the road. Now, why in the hell would we want to volunteer to not play at home? Who does that? Who says you know what? We don't want to play in front of our home crowd. We don't want the you know the 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 luxury and the convenience of sleeping in our own bed, playing in our own field. Who volunteers to play on the road? Don't worry, I'll wait. Who does that? Come on, ball fan. Some coffee, I, man. Wake up. I, I get
0: where Vol Fan is No, you from, don't. Though. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You're because, just trying to
1: play devil's advocate.
0: No, no. I'm trying to be nice this morning. Uh, The team that does not host is going to be very pissed off and, and be very, very motivated. And not that the team that hosts will not be motivated. It's the NCAA tournament you're playing to go to the College World Series. It's the
1: Super Regionals.
0: Correct. I'm aware of that. But there, there is a sense of comfortability that a team could find and a mindset that they could get into if if they are at the house instead of being on the road with a chip on their shoulder. Like if, if Southern Miss does not host, they will be pissed off and they will come in here with an even bigger chip on their shoulder. And vice versa, if if Tennessee doesn't host, they, they already feel like the, the committee is going to, to, to give them the middle finger like they're going to have an even bigger chip on their shoulder than than they ordinarily would have. Now, that doesn't mean that you that you want to go on the road. I'm not, I'm not at all saying that, but I I do think there's a a fair thought to the fact that the team that doesn't host, they're going to be even more motivated because they're going to be pissed off that they're not hosting. Like I I think that's a fair thing to to point out. But again, like that doesn't mean that you you want to go on the road. You absolutely want to be playing in, in Lindsey Nelson Stadium this weekend. There, there's absolutely no question about that.
1: It's super regionals. You don't know Southern Miss and it don't matter if you know them. You, you, you don't have a history of playing against them when they talk trash. Like we saw like we saw a team that was motivated because they didn't like the other team or, or uh, emotions played a big part in how well the Tennessee team played. That was the Vanderbilt series. You're playing against a rival. They've had more success than you recently. Well, not recently. Recently in the last two years, but, you know, like during the season. And not just winning the game was important. Winning against your rival wasn't was important. You're in Super Regional, man. Like, if you need to be pissed off to go out there and handle business, then I'm with Dan Hawkins when he said, go play in the Mules." Okay, that's fine, but. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Make one more point. Make one more point. One more point. There's a lot of dudes on this team, Ben, from last year. They played at home and got beat by Notre Dame in the Super Regionals. That's your motivation right there. And I know Griffin, Mary, Maui, and some of these guys on this team, but who's leading the charge right now on this team? Guys that were a part of that team last year. That's your motivation right there. The feeling you had last year when Notre Dame came in here and pulled off the biggest shock in the postseason, biggest upset.
0: And how motivated was Tennessee basketball to play in the Sweet 16 against FAU?
1: They look pretty motivated. They did. <laughs> they look. They look. Pretty, they look pretty motivated. Well, Uros is motivated. He's motivated to hit people with his elbows.
0: I. I just. There, there's a obviously a natural motivation because of where you are in the NCAA tournament, but there there's also a sense of you better handle it the right way. You better handle hosting the right way because you can Correct. You can have a sense of comfortability if at ten A.M. it is it's announced that we're playing baseball in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, there there is a possibility that Tennessee may get a little too comfortable. Comfortable. And 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 you know what happens when you get a little too comfortable. So that, that's more so my point. Like if Tennessee goes on the road, there's not gonna be that potential level of, of comfort and, and kind of putting it on cruise control type of feeling and, and just having this assumption that, that they're going to win. So, like, I, I don't, again, like, the, the team that doesn't host, like, that's that's a fair point and, and something that's going to be absolutely true. The team that doesn't host is going to be pissed off as all get
1: out. It's a fair point. I just don't think it holds a ton of weight. Because you have a team in Tennessee that they just got this good. They have been struggling for most of the season playing below their talent level. They've been beating themselves. They've had very low lows. When you lose, you get guys questioning whether they want to be here or not. You get guys questioning whether they're good enough. They start, Allowing self doubt to seep in, and when you win, man, when you win, everything gets better. So this this past weekend, it was uh sports animal sports fest, and so we honored the 1998 national championship team, and there were play former players on that team and coaches. So I moderated the coaches panel that had David Cutcliffe, uh, Mark Bradley, who coached the tight ends on that st- on that year. Um, Steve Caldwell, and um, Mike Berry, who coached the offensive line. And Mike Berry, the offensive line coach on that 98 team, brought up a point about winning and how winning cures all. He referenced what Johnny Majors said about how you have a creek, and when the water is low, you can see all the rocks, you can see all the things at the bottom that doesn't look good, but when you win, it's like the creek rises with water, and that water covers up everything that's at the bottom. And right now, Tennessee baseball, man, they're feeling good. They're playing up to their abilities. But let's not act like this has been a thing that's happened all season long. That was last year's team that found themselves getting comfortable because they had so much success. This team... Just got out of the gutter, man. They just got out of the mud. I don't think they are gonna feel just comfortable because it was just a couple weeks ago when they was losing games and 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 fans were on that head. And Ben, you you seen some of the comments by fans when Tennessee was in the rut, and we got parents that that saw those comments, and so it was a it's a difficult time at a place like Tennessee when you lose and you lose when you have more talent than the opponents, because you're going to hear about it. And so I just don't think people, I don't think this team forgot that feeling and they're not going to let that happen. That's 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 just my personal feeling. But I'm not saying it's a bad point to bring up, hey, you'd be pissed off and you'll be motivated playing on the road. But I'm like, you, you should be motivated playing at home because you just got out of the mud, number one. Number two, most of this team experienced last year's disappointment, losing to Notre Dame. You don't want that to happen again.
0: You should, but I also thought the basketball team would be motivated playing in the Sweet Sixteen. You, you just, you just never know with eighteen to twenty-three year old young men. I use the basketball? They're example. in. They're, they're inconsistent humans. Why are you bringing basketball uh, at here? that age? What's that? Why
1: are you bringing basketball in the conversation?
0: Because I'm still annoyed that they were not motivated. <laughs> maybe it was. not motivated. Is is too too strong of a phrase James to say? Motivated. But. They, they were not locked in and focused the way that they should have been yeah. and that was admitted by coach Barnes up on the podium that that's not me being a salty person who keeps up with Tennessee basketball making an observation that that's the, that's from Rick Barnes' mouth after the after the loss at the podium in Madison Square Garden that that, that they weren't really locked in and, and focused and I think it's because they got a little too comfortable after knocking off Duke, and they, and they thought from that point on that they could just roll the basketball out there, and because we beat mighty Duke, Olivier Cumwell had this big, mighty game, 30 points or whatever it was, 27, mm-hmm. that that he, he they can just roll the ball out there, and they'll be fine, and they can win. I don't think the baseball team is going to do that. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, like, you just don't really know with college kids what you're going to get week to week, but I, I think Tennessee will be perfectly fine whether they – host or, or have to go to Hattiesburg. If, if if Tennessee plays like it did this past weekend, it doesn't matter where the game is played, what time the game is played, who they play, they'll be going to the College World Series.
1: Yeah. yeah the, only, the only thing I would say about the basketball comparison is one game and you're gone. Where you have to win the best out of three in the Super Regionals and... You can you can afford to have a game where you're like, oh, oh man, we underestimated these guys, and then you come back the next two games you handle business and you go on. In basketball, you can't do that. Like, you can't even have a half or ten minutes where you underestimate the opponent because they'll they'll beat you. But I just don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think you do either. We just no, had a conversation about it. Yeah, we just we you just have, talking
0: you about it. You absolutely want to host this weekend. I yeah. mean, Lindsay Nelson Stadium is going to be like a a wrestling arena back in the nineties. If if Tennessee hosts uh, this this weekend, I mean, a lot of salt and vinegar, or piss and vinegar, I guess is the the phrase. Salt vinegar, if you do it big. I was trying advantage. to go to the 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 G rated version <laughs> <laughs> instead of the PG thirteen.
1: It's uh, all right, man. I can't even understand what you're saying. So you, can, you can. well
0: he 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 fell back asleep, thankfully. So <laughs> shout out to the daycare being on vacation this week. Uh, but no, it, it'll it'll be a fun weekend. I mean, there's no no doubting the fact that you absolutely want to host this weekend. Uh that that is just stating the obvious.
1: A hey, Carter says uh, last year's national champions had to go through Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I say bring it on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh that that would be funny if if that happened, uh, because Ole Miss last year, they ran through the Miami regional the way that Tennessee ran through the Clemson Regional, and then they had to go to Hattiesburg and, and knock off Southern Miss, and, and they did exactly that.
1: Ball fan said uh, Penn gave away those games against Southern Miss. So many errors and free outs. Hattiesburg is also supposed to be in the 90s and gross all weekend. Yeah. Weather will be much better in Knoxville.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've never eaten oatmeal again. Never eating oatmeal again. Why? Wow. Penn Quakers sending me to – Hattiesburg, Mississippi, in the middle of June. I'm never again am I eating oatmeal. Ever. And I hope Penn never wins a game in any sport for the rest of their existence. Yeah. Sending me to Hattiesburg, Mississippi in the middle of June. What are we doing here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it ain't about being scared to play on the road. It's about a preference. And who wouldn't want to play at home? Like. There's a level of optimism about Tennessee versus Georgia this year because you have them at home. There's a question about, all right, this Tennessee-Georgia game, this is going to be the game of the year in the SEC East. And people look at Georgia's schedule and go, hey, man, that Tennessee game, that's one to look for, that's one to, look to uh, keep an eye on. Why? Because we're playing at home. So home field advantage is a thing. We can't, on one hand, brag about how great our home field advantage is and then not understand, on the other hand, how important it, it is and prefer to have our teams play at home, especially in a playoff scenario. So like Danny White was uh, at free meetings last week and Jimmy Hams asked him about, here soon, Tennessee's going to have an opportunity to host a freaking playoff game in the first round. Dude, how awesome is that going to be? Or are we going to say, you know hey, No, you know we don't, we don't, we don't want to play. We want to play the first round of playoffs at Nealon Stadium. Let's play at their house. No, you prefer to play at your home, and so it's not about being scared to play on the road or play at Southern Miss. You just have a preference, and that preference is to play in front of your own crowd. I don't see anything. I don't see anything wrong with that.
0: Well, obviously not. And, and I don't I don't think Volfan was being literal and, and wanting to play at Southern Miss instead of playing here in, in Knoxville. I I assume that they were more so making the point that whoever doesn't host this weekend yeah. is going to have an extra layer of chip on their shoulder. Cool. And that's absolutely the truth. Yeah, yeah Tennessee sure. will be pissed if, if they're not playing in Knoxville and, and Southern Miss will be pissed if, if they're not playing in, in Hattiesburg because they both feel like they deserve to host this weekend. And it's really the NCAA's fault for – even being in this situation in the first place, how do you not have something already in stone about how a tiebreaker is broken or how how is this not predetermined? The fact that we have to announce in the middle of the NCAA tournament yeah. who is going to host? I mean, how, how do we even get to this point?
1: Yeah, you're right about that. Mike Tyson used to fight, fight a bunch of people that were pissed off at him before entering the ring. Just pissed off. Mike probably said something about their mama. <laughs> a lot of people fought Mike Tyson that was pissed off entering the ring but got dropped. So you can lose even though you're pissed off. And I, but I, I do get the motivation factor of it. I do think that at this point of the season, man, motivation should not be a question. No. It shouldn't be you, a question. You,
0: you would think not.
1: No, no. But there is... There is... a solid point made that when so- something can happen in a game, we can use basketball as an example, FAU versus Tennessee in the tournament where things can happen in the game that knocks you off your feet and you're dazed. Like you're dazed and you don't have the same balance. You don't play with the same fire. I mean, in a, can look from the outside in that oh man these guys are just they're not they're not playing with the same effort and intensity. Well, sometimes you get sometimes you get punched in the face, and you're unable to get your balance back. And we've seen that with Tennessee football, where they come in and punch teams in the face in the first quarter. Like Tennessee beat the brakes off LSU because. We jumped on them early, and they were just really unable to recover. If Tennessee played LSU the following week, would that scenario play out the same? And we beat them by the same margin? I don't think so. I just think what happened in the game—it, they were days. they were off balance, and LSU fans probably probably looked at that game and go, "Man, we didn't, we didn't, we wasn't ready to play. We didn't, we we, we didn't play with a lot of effort. We we just wasn't ready." Well, I, mean, I think they was ready, but man, sometimes you get punched in the face, and it's 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 just it's just hard to have that same balance. I think that's what happened, uh, you know, FAU and Tennessee, and it can happen this weekend to Southern Miss. It can happen to Tennessee, where a team makes plays early and the other team is unable to recover. It happened with TCU and Arkansas. Like I'm watching TCU and Arkansas, and it's a close it's a close game. Uh, I want to say it was like the fifth or sixth inning. And LSU just started, they just started knocking them. <laughs> they just started knocking them. And you could just feel and see the air just be let out of the entire stadium, the Arkansas dugout, the, the outfielders, man, home runs go to, over the fence. They were just laying on the fence. They just put the head on the fence. They were just so distraught. They were so done. Emotionally, and sometimes it happens. That's all. That's all. That's all. I, that's all I'm,
0: I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that's all I, I certainly think every everything you're saying is is true. Tennessee's going to be motivated, no matter where they play He's right this this weekend. Uh, and and look, and and there were a lot of conversations about stuff inside the locker room, questioning the team's leadership. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, battling adversity. I I've even spoken on those things at, at times throughout the season, Tennessee doesn't go in to Clemson and do what it just did. If the locker room's in a terrible place or if the leadership is in a terrible place, yeah. you, you you don't battle all of the adversity in, in that Clemson game and still come out on top. If everything is in disarray as, as it may have seemed at times and, and not to say that, that Tennessee hasn't dealt with its own, Drama within the walls of its of its building. Mm-hmm. Tony Vitello has alluded to that all season long in terms of speaking publicly about obstacles that they've had to overcome and that's made them stronger. Uh, so that that was that was good to see. If you're a Tennessee fan, because there was some chatter SEC tournament week mm-hmm. early last week before they they went off to Clemson. Is this guy transferring? Is is that guy transferring? And and, and who knows? They they still might, but. You, you felt like, okay, if if that's the talk going on, then how in the world are they going to be able to go to Clemson and win? Well, they silenced all that criticism and, and doubt because, Swain, I, I don't think that's something that you can trick somebody <laughs> into believing. Like, you can't go down to Clemson and, and pull off what they pulled off in the way that they did if everything is in disarray.
1: Great point. Great point. Uh, when we come back, I want Will... But I want Ben to share a little bit of what his conversation with with Will Heflin was like. Uh, They recorded a podcast It's there on Go Boss 247. Um, Will Heflin last week on Josh and Swain said, all the away records and what happened in the regular season, man, it's out the window. It don't matter. Everyone's zero and zero. And Heflin was right. Heflin was right. So I want Ben to share some of the, the brightest points from that interview and point you in the right direction. So you can hear the entire conversation uh, between Ben McKee and, and former Tennessee pitcher, Will Heflin. This is a Swain event, and the Swain event in Swain events fueled by dead end barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us.
0: Just because you can't
1: call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to DeadEndBBQ.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're an everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at morris 865 at gmail.com. Go Vols!
0: Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube.
1: We are an everyday region. That's what Jennifer Morris had to say about Kelly Williams Realty. And um, she ain't lying. She'll help you get into Knoxville. She will also help you find a house on the outskirts of Knoxville. And when you got to come into town, you're not too far away. Ben McKee knows all about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making fun of me for coming into town. Look, I can't I can't help that you live 40 minutes away from me now. I don't live forty minutes away from you. You live forty minutes away from me.
1: Hey, what are we talking about? What do we talk about every time we turn on the mics? We talk about Tennessee a Athletics. Of, a lot of things. We talk about Tennessee Athletics. So I live ten minutes away from Tennessee and you move further away from Tennessee.
0: I'm fifteen minutes away, okay. <laughs> Especially if there's no traffic on Chapman Highway. <laughs> I can
1: be there about thirteen. Oh man. Uh, good. So, but you have a personal experience with Jennifer Morris, Kelly Williams Realty. I do.
0: Uh, she is the absolute best, as I have said a million times. You cannot go wrong uh, with working with Jennifer. And the last time I, I spoke to Jennifer, trying to, to get a feel for what's going on in, in Knoxville, I mentioned that it was, it was jumping Memorial Day weekend. Things were being so left and right. But the uh, last time I talked to Jennifer, she just wanted me to express to the listeners her appreciation and her joy for for working with those uh, who she has uh, worked with of late. Uh, Just wanted me to thank all the Swain Event listeners uh, that she's currently working with and have worked with over the years. She appreciates their trust in her. So uh, once again, as Swain has said, as I have said, there's no one better to find you a home in the Knoxville area. So if, if you're looking for a home, reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. All right, Ben, you talked to uh Will Heflin. We we spoke with him last week on Josh and Swain when he was filling in for, for Josh Ward and um, you know, he mentioned how now in the postseason, what you did in the regular season as far as your success at home and your success on the road or failures on the road, it just it just don't matter. It just doesn't matter anymore. It's about moving forward, everyone's zero and zero. Well now Tennessee, um, they're better than the zero and zero. They're they're, they're they're 3-0 and and uh, looking forward to continuing uh, that that record. And so what was the biggest thing that stood out when you and Will had a conversation on your uh, Diamonds Ball podcast?
0: We didn't have any big picture conversations. We're going to have that podcast here shortly at some point today after it's announced whether Tennessee is hosting uh, a super regional or not. Uh, and, and we'll talk some big-picture stuff on on there. Uh, so it, it was more the mu- minutiae of each individual game uh, over the weekend, but I, I did think it was cool to hear him talk about how that win over Clemson was a, a program win, and, and I asked him what allows Tennessee to, to have those program wins or, or what allows this particular baseball team to go out there and and win the way that it did against Clemson in 14 innings what made it a program win and he said it's because of the guy leading the way Tony Vitello uh, and and that there's nobody that puts in more work than Tony Vitello and and he he sets the temperature for the entire program that that nobody is throwing more batting practice to the guys nobody no head coach in the country I I believe is what Will said is is throwing more batting practice to the guys out there hitting fungo, which for those who aren't aware of what a fungo is, sounds fun. It, it is fun to you're you're hitting ground balls to your infielder so they can practice taking ground balls. It's a it's a it's a long skinny bat, not not your your regular bat. It's a it's a long skinny bat uh, that coaches use to to hit pop ups to fly balls to the outfielders and and ground balls to to the infielders. If you ever get there early enough, Swain, for a Tennessee baseball game. When they take the field to take pregame infield and outfield and Tony Vitello is hitting them ground balls and, and hitting them pop-ups in the outfield, he's using a fungo bat. Gotcha. It's just a long, skinny bat. So uh, Will was saying that nobody hits more fungo to his guys than, than Tony Vitello, and then Will was going on uh, about just how much work that, that Tony Vitello puts in and, and how he sets the temperature and, and how guys – Follow his lead, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. He he he's obviously been in the trenches with Tony Vitello, uh, was was one of the first guys in the trenches with Tony. So it was really cool to hear Will's perspective on on why the program is able to have wins like this, Wayne. Because that that win over Clemson, it it wasn't the first one of that nature. I yeah. I do think that that was the best game of the Tony Vitello era, just because of all the twists Ooh. and turns, the the Zane Ditton Homer. Uh, Seth Halverson and Chase Burns out of the bullpen were absolutely electric. Uh, Christian Moore and Maui Ahuna turned an absolutely beauty of a double play. Uh, You have Ethan Payne coming in off the bench, who's played twice since April 25th and is making a nice stretch and keeping his foot on the bag to make sure they get the double play. And if he doesn't make the stretch and keep his foot on the bag, then Tennessee loses. Uh, Blake Burke, who's been absolutely ice cold for the second half of SEC play, he was really good. In that game, Christian Scott throws out a a runner trying to stretch a single into a double to end the bottom of the eighth inning, yeah, and, and not allow Clemson to score another run. There, there were just so many little things in that baseball game. Cal Stark throwing out two two base runners trying to steal. There, there was just so much in that game that led to, to Tennessee winning, and and so that's why I think it's the best game of of the the Tony Vitello era. The the Drew Gilbert grand slam is still the best moment, yeah, but. I thought that Clemson game was the the best game of, of Tony Vitello's sixth season so far. What,
1: what what would you compare the Clemson game to? And you are saying the Clemson win the best game in the Tony Vitello era. What other game would you compare that to as a whole? You mentioned the moment, the moment Drew Gilbert hit the home run against Wright State, but what other game would you compare to?
0: I mean, I, I guess you could – Compare it to that Wright State game uh, because Tennessee was losing at the time when Drew Gilbert hit that grand slam. It just that Wright State game kind of had one twist and turn, if I remember correctly, the the Drew Gilbert grand slam. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it didn't have all the twists and turns after the moment, and part of that was obviously Tennessee being at home and being able to walk it off. Zane Denton's was a go ahead homer because they were on the road at Clemson, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the twists and turns and extra innings for for five extra innings. That that Clemson game had. I mean, and, and Chase Burns being Houdini and working out of that bottom of the tenth inning. I mean, he he loses his command. He was awesome. Chase Burns was absolutely awesome out of the bullpen, but he lost his command there to start that tenth inning. I believe it was a, a a leadoff single, a hit by pitch, and a walk that loaded the bases with no outs. And I tweeted, I I I said it publicly. Like I don't I don't understand why somebody already isn't warmed up and ready to come in the game, because Chase Burns had lost his command, yeah. and at the snap of a finger, he found his command and struck out that next guy for the first out and then got a slow, chopping ground ball to second base that allowed Tennessee to turn the double play. Uh, so kudos to Chase Burns for for finding that command quick, fast, and in a hurry, because if if he doesn't, Tennessee's season may be over at, at this point if if they don't win that game. As you saw, Clemson was unable to turn around and and win their Sunday game and and avoid elimination. So I guess the right state game, just because it was an NCAA tournament game, uh, that Tennessee has had some thrilling games in the regular season. You, you think back to some of the Vanderbilt wins and and the Arkansas series back in twenty twenty one when Max Ferguson hit the walk off homer. Uh, th- there's been some walk offs against LSU as well, but those were all in the regular season. So it it doesn't compare to an NCAA tournament game, obviously. But I'd say that right state game.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right. If you know your home needs air conditioning replacement, folks, do not wait until it breaks. You don't want to be caught with no air, no air conditioning in your house hot. This is not the time to do it because the temperatures are rising. You don't want to be sweating in your own home. So this month, get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you buy select new HVAC systems from Hiller. Or you can get whole home water filtration for just $59 a month, $139 a month for new whole home generators. So call Hiller's Heatwave Heroes to save the day. Visit them online, com. Do not wait, please, until your air conditioning unit goes out. Call them right now. That's Hiller, heating, plumbing, uh, cooling, and electrical. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Both from Riceville says Ben, "What the heck is minutia?" I don't know. I mean, it is a thing. It is a thing. It's kind of like uh, another way of saying crap.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Did did I pronounce it the wrong way? No. Minutia in that the the way to. To say it, the small, precise, or trivial details of something, which is what we talked about with each game. So Maybe you said it different. I don't know. I don't think that I did, but maybe I did. I don't know.
1: They from the 423 says, Mr. McKee, did you see that Southern Miss had a guy throw 123 pitches on Friday and came back to start the Monday game?
0: I did. I I did. I thought that was interesting. I I don't really like coaches – putting these guys in in bad positions from an arm standpoint, especially when they have a, a bright future in front of them. But I also loved what Chris Burke said on the squeeze play broadcast that he, he sees it the opposite way. And he likes that guys want the ball in those situations.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think mentally you can want it, but physically you can also break down. I mean, you're, you're mentally you're telling yourself, I can push through, I can do it. And It goes with like any any sport, right? Um, well, guys who who are runners, who run miles every day, like mentally you're saying, yes, I'm about to go put in five miles, but you just put in 15 miles. And your Achilles is a little tender. But you go and run the next day and your Achilles says no. And then you hurt yourself. So like it's, on one hand, like it's awesome for a coach to hear their player go, yo, I want this moment. Give me the ball. Chase Burns hit Vitello with the uh, Heisman stiff arm. No, I'm 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 staying in. I want this moment. I got you. Like that's what we love to hear. But sometimes your body says "uh-uh" and gives out too. So hopefully that does not happen to the Southern Miss pitcher because we saw who was the guy at Arkansas that was willing and dealing, and Van Horn overused him and he wound up getting hurt. Kevin Cops. Yep, yep. Call the cops. I remember.
0: Yep. I remember that that kid though for Southern Miss, Tanner Hall is a stud. Tennessee's going to have his have their hands full facing him. I assume in game one, a big righty has had a terrific season there in the Sun
1: Belt. Yeah. Uh, Volstorm says emotion of being snubbed for hosting won't last as long as the energy. F- from the home crowd. Yeah, especially if we don't allow Southern Miss to have success in the first and second inning uh, without us having a response, if we do host. Anytime you are the home team, the away team is trying to make plays early to neutralize the home crowd. That's strategy one-on-one when playing on the road. Uh, Let's see what else is on the text box. He's a prospect this year too. Does that give us a slight advantage? I mean, I would think if that coach cares about that young man's future, that you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, Hey, I mean, we're trying to win, but at the same time, we don't want to run this young man to the ground. And we saw that happen with, uh, Kevin cops at Arkansas years and years ago. Let's see here. What else is on the text box? We cover baseball. We cover a little bit of football recruiting.
0: I want to give a shout out to Tennessee softball and oh, their yeah. great season right, that unfortunately right. came to an end uh, last night. It was it was really cool and and emotional as well to see Ashley Rogers be emotional uh, following the loss that that ended their season last night. She is an East Tennessean from from down the road in Athens, Tennessee, and. She certainly gave her all for Tennessee. Has battled injury after injury after injury, and and turned in one of the the best careers ever by a Tennessee softball pitcher, which is which is saying a lot given <laughs> the 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 list of names that have pitched for the Weeklies in, in Tennessee softball. So I uh, just want to tip my hat to to the softball team. Uh, they they made it very very fun to to watch this year. Kiki Malloy, uh, excited to watch her again next season. Uh, well, was fun to watch Peyton Gottschall and, and Ashley Rogers as well and, and so many of the other young ladies. So uh, tip of the hat to them. They they made it to the Final Four, essentially, and and it was the third team standing. So kudos to them on a phenomenal season that I think a, a lot of people will remember for a long time.
1: Yeah, man, we live in this era where it's either championship or bust, and we sometimes forget to highlight and give flowers to teams that Had a great season. You didn't reach your ultimate goal, but you still have a great season. And the ladies' softball team certainly did that. And, Ben, you did a great job of of kind of laying it out. Man, I can't even uh, add more to that. Uh, To finish, it's one of the top three three teams in the country. Although your goal is to be the last standing team, still a great accomplishment. These girls have a lot to be proud of. And um, the future's bright to to build on what they did this this past year. So, uh, I'm mad that I didn't get a chance to take my kids to a softball game. There's one opportunity we had, um, but it fell through. Um, but I don't want that to happen again next year. Especially because the youngest one, and we had the youngest one over at a friend's house. I was telling you this, I think uh, last week, and we was, we was playing a little softball in the backyard. And, Yo, she drew Gilbert one. She Kiki malloy one. And did it like consistently. I was like, uh, we, we, we might have something here. We might have the next Kiki Malloy. So we got to get her in softball. So I definitely want to take her to a couple softball games next year. As yeah, many possible, honestly. All right, Ben, let's see what else on the text box. A lot of love, a lot of love. Appreciate that. Appreciate the love. Uh, we did cover recruiting, had a decommitment and JJ Harrell. And then we had Sammy Brown, uh, who was, was on a visit this past, well, last weekend for 865 Live. He made it known that he is going to Clemson. So JJ Harrell won't be surprised if we see a commitment to Ole Miss from, from him. He did say he rushed the process uh, when he decommitted, I guess, referencing. His early commitment to Tennessee, but we'll see what happens to him. Um, all right, man. Goodness gracious, man. Thursday, we have a lot to discuss because because Thursday will be will be one day closer to a super regional. We'll know exactly w- where Tennessee is going to play here in about fifty minutes, Ben. So all eyes on Ben McKee as. All the Tennessee updates you need will come from the great Ben McKee. I don't want to go to Edinburg. How far is that drive? Uh, like seven hours. You can just fly though. Heard they got what a big I old. I heard, heard they got a big airport, man.
0: I hate Penn so much. I, I hate Penn. I hope they lose everything for the rest of their existence. I'm never eating oatmeal again. I hope they all stub their toe this morning.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big oatmeal guy anyway So
0: That's a you problem
1: Well It's a you problem because you actually like it And now you, you're not going to eat it
0: Listen, I don't
1: need your facts, okay <laughs> that's I'm, a you in problem. A, I'm in the
0: last case of emotions Leave me alone, I, I don't want to go to Hattiesburg
1: <laughs> Oh man, it's going to be a great drive A lot of time to talk about A lot of stuff, either on the you phone so Or much. whoever you're riding with
0: I hate you so much
1: Love you too, Ben McKee Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Swain Events Field by Dead and Barbecue live here in the Low T Center studio. Hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Peace and love. We are out.